Did you make a uh, top five, Bill? Yeah. Okay, Scott didn't. What? I've been thinking about this all day. He said to me, and and I'm paraphrasing, I don't have the exact quote, I think he said, you guys, there haven't been five good moments since you've been here. Oh. (laughs) It's like you're a mind reader. Back to the bin. I actually have 20 things, so I, I have a lot 20 of 20 things? Mentions. I just thought of five, and I was done. That's all yeah. I was asked to do. <laughs> <laughs> You're like when my kids have a paper, and they have to write 100 words. They get to about 30, they start counting to see how many they've done already. Yeah, exactly. No comment. <laughs> so, I might stop at Coliseum of Comics in downtown Lakeland instead of going to Safety Harbor because Safety Harbor's kind of out of my way. But Coliseum of Comics doesn't—they've got some dollar bought bin, uh, bins, but I don't know. The guy at Missouri Comics—I was telling Paul this—he's got a massive selection. But he's got a massive yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> but the problem is that it's in it's at least alphabetical and grouped by like say all the namers are in namor section but they're not in numerical order so you gotta look through like a whole long box to find one issue and I was very pissed off when I looked at the whole thing and didn't find it oh. but then he actually had it somewhere else so I've Bought it for like three bucks. The the last one I needed to finish Namor. Is that the burn run? Yeah, yeah. It's like sixty two issues. God damn it! Ran that long? Yeah. Well, but it wasn't burn for that whole run. No, no, no. It was only yeah. burn. I think for like twenty, thirty issues, if that. Yeah, because I bailed on that when right after burn left, because it switched to that. J. Jay Scott Lee? Lee or J. Yeah, yeah. I could not, not, not a big fan of the stuff. art. Yeah, I didn't like it. It was it was ugly. Too dark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I finished my Quasar run. Nice. How many issues is that? Three. No, it's like in the upper fifties or lower sixties as well. Felt like three. <laughs> Gene, some way uh, Gene is shaking a fist at me right now. Oh, yeah, and I finished uh, the Avengers uh, all a- annuals as well, because I got the last a- annual. Oh, nice. And I got the last two West Coast Avengers annuals, so I got full West Coast Avengers and Avengers. Congratulations. Woo-hoo. That's awesome. That is quite the accomplishment, my friend. I'm jealous. That is that is very cool. I never need to buy another comic again. Yeah, okay. Well, it's weird, you know. Since since I've I've gone digital and, um, I you know I sold those few comics there a few weeks ago and kind of kind of got a taste of, you know, starting to uh, pare down. I I just haven't had the I haven't had that fire, you know, to for back fire issues. In the belly. I, I, don't, I don't know if I've I don't know if I've lost it or, or what. It's just been kind of weird, you know. It's it was the first time I could. Me and- it was passed on uh-huh. to me and Paul. 
you know, the fires. Some, someone, someone, someone stoked that pilot light that was just smoldering in me. Because now all of a sudden I'm going after all these I mean, don't get me issues. wrong. I still, you know, I, I, I'm still, you know, wanting to read comics. You know, I mean, I'm still into comics. I just, mm-hmm. all of a sudden that, that desire for the back issues just isn't there. You know what I mean? It's, it's kind of weird. Well, I credit getting this app because I've finally been able to figure out at least what I have and what I don't have. And then I can just, right. I just, I just walk you. in with the app, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I need that. I need that. I need that." Yeah, Jen, Jen did me a favor. I don't know if I told, I don't remember if I told you this. They Paul. call that a lobotomy. <laughs> but she went and paid the bills the other day, so she got to look oh, at I the love bank it. statement. Does that. Yeah. Well, now I'm the only one that works, so I'm the one that's making the money, and I've been working all this crazy overtime. I think I've gotten about. Somewhere between seventeen hundred to two thousand dollars worth of overtime in the past two months, and I spent like five hundred dollars on comic books. Holy shit! So I'm, but I'm like, I'm the one making the funny, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you spend what you make, and I'll spend what I make, and then we'll go talk. Yeah. Yeah. See, all that doesn't matter, my friend. It all comes down to. Who's got the? You know what I mean. I was thinking exactly Nothing. that. That's the one in charge. Don't ever, don't ever make that mistake again. <laughs> and don't get it confused. That acting like a doesn't help. Oh, Scott's got that cornered. Oh, sorry. Oh. I get, I'm, I gotta have my wife take over the phone. Uh. <laughs> I didn't have her take it; she just took it. Exactly. I, Actually, I that, that really was cracking me up. My wife would get mad. Uh. That was cracking me up. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all better just calm <sighs> down and wait. <laughs> <laughs> I picture her doing that in Jackie Gleason's voice. <laughs> Buford T. Missing. <laughs> <laughs> so now, no, just, it's funny, just we... to clarify, is is iced tea for Missy, you know, where you actually like make the tea and then cool it off and then put in sugar, or is she talking about some sort of alcoholic beverage? Um, hmm, or is she talking is... about a, or is she talking about a wrapper? <laughs> pretty confident <laughs> no, it's I not that one. So. <laughs> I don't think so. So I wasn't sure which one she was getting at there. Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not sure myself. I would have to ask about that. Yeah, don't do it now. You're just gonna mid. <laughs> well, you know, Scott, if you're, you know, not feeling it anymore, and you know, just want to give away some comic books, I'm sure me and Paul can divvy hey, up hey, your you stash. You got your allotment, all right? You, you got my want list. Just, wow. <laughs> wow, Mr. Greedy. I'm rich, I'm rich. I'm a happy miser. Hey, you know what? Mind my mind. Down, down, down. Go, go, you go. Want, you want to pull some out of there? There's, you know, there's a, there's a nice shiny nickel in it for you. <laughs> no, I, 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 I think I'm done with giving them away for a while. I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta make a little bit of a little bit of money off of at least some of them here. But uh, no, I, I need to get serious about that again too. I, I slacked off. I I made a nice little tidy sum up front just to kind of get caught up on some things, and 
have a little money in the bank and uh and then i slacked back right back off again but i gotta get serious about it because i we're, we're wanting to move um you know after logan graduates high school um next uh you know next june and uh man if we're really if we're intent to move then i i just can't i just can't face the thought of moving all these damn comic boxes again so that that's a lot of the motivator right there is just not wanting to deal with all that, you know. So. Laziness is a good motivator. Well, it's not lazy. I mean, maybe maybe to a degree, but I mean, it's just oh, it's, it, it's such a pain in the ass, you know. And the one time that we have moved, where I did say, "Screw it, I'm not doing it. I'm paying somebody to do it." Then a whole bunch of boxes wound up damaged, and shit wound up missing, and I just, you know, it, so it was. A lot more headache than than it was worth so it basically comes down to if it's gonna move then i'm the one that's gonna move it but you know then i don't want to move it because it's a pain in the ass so that's i don't you know all your it would just be over. easier to you just say uh yeah come on over and then hey by the way i'm moving if some of those books right. happen to go missing you know what can you do I thought there was uh, 60 boxes here. Uh, I don't Turns know. Out there's hey. only two. <laughs> <clears throat> With Actually, your like wife these. would probably be like, yeah, yeah, just just put those in your car and keep going. Right, see. That's that's why I want to kind of get my money out of them now while I'm still alive, because I, I make no illusions. If something happens to me, then you know they're just going to wind up, I don't know, you know, at a, at a garage sale for a nickel apiece or you know, give to the neighborhood kids or wind up at the at the Salvation Army or the city dump or some damn... Because she doesn't care, you know? It'd be it's good just, kindling for when the apocalypse comes. <laughs> right. Something like that. And, oh, that, that, thought, that thought is a motivator, you know? When you wake up at night in a cold sweat. <gasps> it's the meat sweats. <laughs> meat sweats. Dario <laughs> has the meats. So you so going over to eat a pig tomorrow or something? What's that? You going over to eat a pig tomorrow? Uh, actually, I'm not going to be there tomorrow, unfortunately. Aww. But but they will be they will be cooking that pig and eating it. Wow. That was Dario fun. definitely is into the exotic foods. That little guy looks scared. There's a little eyeball there. That little pig. He looked dead. <laughs> <laughs> he was smoking a pipe. He didn't look that dead to me. I, I I would hate to have Bill as our medical examiner. Right. <laughs> he looks all right. He's still okay. As far as I can He's tell. dead. What's the death? cause he of looks death? All right. Cause of death. He's still alive. <laughs> Obviously, he's alive. I mean, he's smoking a pipe. Pig can't be dead if he's smoking a pipe. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord! So I've seen the first five episodes of the defenders yeah man uh uh, the first one (laughs) i fell asleep (laughs) it was that's a ringing endorsement it well because it was really disjointed they were bringing together it was bringing the band together well you can't get the band back together because the band had never been together so it was bringing everybody's you know trying to get everybody to meet up you know, it was all these separate interactions and, um, 
about halfway through the uh, second episode, you see where they're gonna, where they're merging to, where they're he- heading to, and then about the halfway through the second, it it starts to build up speed, s- steam. So I've got uh, six, I've got three episodes left. So it's getting, pr- and finally you get some answers to some stuff that's been around since the Daredevil season. You find out what the f- is going on. So it's not bad. Like- I don't know what what I didn't really have questions. What what answers are you talking about? Well, I don't want to say anything. Yeah, don't. Oh, all right. Okay. You know, like who is Madame Gao? That was a oh, question okay. I wasn't asking, but I'm curious. <laughs> See, that's what that's what I'm saying. I just I've just sat back and enjoyed them, but I I didn't what, feel like I was what, really what left with to, questions. What happened to Electra, um, things like that. Ah, yeah. uh, okay. So is Electra a part of it then? See, here's the thing about this. Before we get too far into this discussion, I'm really pissed to just find out today that the damn thing even got, uh, you know, it's it's live on Netflix now. It oh, just dropped today. Oh, today. Okay. All right. Well, I guess I shouldn't be all that mad about it then. I, I felt no like I was, you know, all of a sudden. Felt like it was a secret. I knew it was coming, but I just, you know, I... I you just I, haven't paid I attention guess, to the date. Oh, exactly. And you're upset that nobody hit you over the head and told exactly. you. Exactly. There you go. That's that's it. Exactly. It wasn't a giant hammer that came down. I'm just like upset it, that Doctor Strange, the Hulk, and Submariner aren't in there. Because mm. <laughs> to me, that's the Defenders. Right. So, you know, I would rather they gave this group a different name, actually. Well, now they've called them Defenders in the... In the comics, too. All right, so what are we talking about? What are we opening with? Uh, we're opening with somebody bringing us in. Hello, and welcome to BTTB300. Woohoo! Or, in other words, back to the bins 300. This is bins! I gotta tell you, it, I feel like we went from 200 to 300 really fast. I mean, I guess it's been two full years, yeah. but it really feels like it was not that long ago. Mm. Yeah, I, I had the same feeling. I'm like, wow, really? Has it has it really been that fast? Or, but yeah, it has. That's what you think. Well, you think it's <gasps> you know, at an episode a week, that's a hundred, you know, a hundred weeks. Plus, we we've done you know a lot of mm. Avengers spotlights in there. Oh yeah, that's true. So it's actually yeah, right. So it, you know. It's been more than two years, but it definitely does not feel like it. God, I remember when we were, like, taking forever to get to 100. When we were doing the 96 so, point whatever. That's right. I know, and that doesn't feel that long ago to me no. either. Wow. wow. Yeah, I know. It flies by, I'm telling you. You know. I just realized the other day, and it's it made me feel really bad when I realized it, because I, I had been thinking about it ahead of time and, and wanted to post something about it on Facebook and then the next thing I know like uh, you know another week or so had gone by but um, the anniversary of Two True Freaks passed on the 8th of August mm. and I had been thinking about it in the weeks leading up to it you know that we weren't necessarily doing anything to celebrate you know the anniversary or anything but I did want to at least you know post something up on the network or whatever I mean it was nine years and then or no, uh, let me think. Two thousand, yeah, nine years, and 
and then I don't know something shiny went by or something, and the next time I thought about it, it was like a week after the anniversary. I'm like, damn, I'm you know I, I missed the date entirely, but you know it's yeah, just pick just it up crazy on the tenth year. Yeah, there you go. We'll have to we'll have to do something. Well, I just remember when uh, when you got to 300 episodes on Two True Freaks. You know, we made a big deal about it. We did a special commemorative episode where everybody kicked in this stuff. And I'm just right. waiting to hear what they what they're going to do for us for 300 on Back to the Bands. <laughs> well, you know, I've been wondering lately. I wonder, you know, where where are we with the listenership? You know, are they are they still on board? Is things still going well? You know, how how do you feel like uh, things are going with the show? Uh, we were looking two weeks ago, I guess. Me, myself, Bill, and Andy were looking at the download stats, and they confused the heck out of me. Right, but it does look like Bins is the top two true freak show as far as listenership goes and maybe i'm yep. wrong about that but that's the impression I no, no you're, you're, you're not at all and that that's i'm glad you said that because you unintentionally you let in directly to where i, I wanted to talk about for a moment is that you know it, it's funny i was thinking about this the past couple of days that uh you know, through through no real planning or anything, just kind of through you know how circumstances have gone. To, uh, Back to the bins has really become the flagship show of Two True Freaks. You know, now that Chris and I um, are not regularly putting out uh, you know Two True Freaks proper anymore. Uh, you know, Back to the Bins. I, I I'm pretty sure Back to the Bins is the oldest show. You know, currently you know still running on the network. You know, mm-hmm. after after Two True Freaks proper, I believe it was the first spinoff show that we ever had. Now, you guys correct me if I'm if I'm missing a show on that, but I don't think I am. I think Back to the Bins is the very next one. I'm not sure because I wasn't on board yet when you first started. Right. <laughs> um, so you know, it's it, it's kind of become you know the the flagship show just by that you know by that default, but. Also, I think, you know, again, whether consciously or subconsciously, I think uh, a lot of listeners see the show that way as well. And I I just think that that's really cool. I'm glad that the show has survived all this time. You know, I'm I'm glad that, you know, to find that, you know, the, the format, you know, while the format has changed over time, that the format is adaptable enough. Uh, to where the show can, can can continue to go forward like that, and uh, I don't know. I was just I was thinking a lot about kind of the history of uh, you know and and the and the ups and downs and the uh, you know the different <laughs> the, the different evolutions that the show has gone through because it it did uh, suffer through a long hiatus there at, at one point you know where it kind of looked like the show might pod fade and. Uh, and then it was really, you know, it was it was, you know, bringing you know you Paul in and, and you kind of taking the reins and uh, and taking over the editorial chores and everything that really brought the show back and uh, and has been responsible for uh, you know a lot of the success that the show has had in you know in its most recent incarnation, you know, just through you know consistency and everything. And I just I I, I think that's really cool. I wonder sometimes if, you know, despite it being the most popular show on the network, I, I wonder sometimes if the show as a whole kind of gets its proper due, if you know what I mean. 
and and I think a lot of that is because in my own mind, and I guess this is kind of where the the revelation came to me is that in my own mind, Bins was always kind of living this this weird life in my mind where it was kind of it was kind of the middle child, if you know what I mean. You know, we had two true freaks proper, which was you know that was the big drive, that was the focus, that was you know what the network was based around and all of that. And then there were other projects that I worked on as well, like, you know, Tales of the JSA, when that was running, that was a big one as well. So those were like big focus shows that required a lot of homework and a lot of editing and just a lot of focus. And Back to the Bins was this weird, you know, you know, just like easy show. You know what I mean? You, you read a funny book, you came in, you talked about it, blah, 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 and it was done. And there was little to no editing done on the show in those days. And, and so it was just that nice little easy convenient show that you could do but you didn't take it too seriously and eh, if people liked it they liked it if they didn't like it they didn't like it and you know there wasn't a whole lot put into it and now it's gone from that kind of almost a disposable show to being like the show and that's that's just it's weird and it's it's been kind of a of a weird funny road getting to that point and it's strange for me to think that i'm probably the one that it took longest to make that realization that it had gone that route you know what i mean Mm. and then once once i came to that realization i've probably spent more time fussing and fretting about this show than just about anything else that i've ever been a part of with podcasting and that's weird because this was supposed to be the easy show it started out as the easy show well, when I came on, it was the easy show because you, right. you know, you said it. We record, we cut off anything at the beginning before we start the show. We cut off anything at the end after we end the show. You add an opener, you add a closer, and it's done. <laughs> that was yeah. the attitude, and and we went with that for a while. And as we get on today uh, with the list that I have compiled, uh, some of that's going to be addressed. So I don't want to go too in depth on it yet, right? Uh, because I, I do have some points on that, uh, but. The show, I, I feel like the show is constantly changing. Right. And not, not necessarily, I think in a good way it's changing. I think uh, sometimes due to the fact that we think of better ways to do things, sometimes it's just that something evolves and we start just approaching things a little differently. And I think we are generally always trying to think of ways to, not always trying to think of ways to improve the show, but trying to think of ways just to put a good show out. Sometimes it's not right. a matter of changing the existing show. It's a matter of coming up with ideas for future shows and that type of thing. And it's, again, I'm going to address some of that in, in my list today. So, hmm. But it, it's just been, you know, to me it's just been a fun ride for this, to, to this point, and I anticipated continuing to be a fun ride. And I hope that there's people listening and appreciating it. I've said from day one I do this because I enjoy doing it. I don't do it to pad my ego i don't do it because i'm ever going to make a dime doing it right but there is a sense of pride if i know people are listening to it and enjoying it wait right we're not getting paid i thought this was going to my 401k you're gonna gonna get keep getting paid the same way you always have it's going in that deferred account don't you worry oh oh okay all right don't be worried wait a minute what deferred account (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it, it's just it, like I said it's just been a fun ride and, and 
I hope the ride continues, and I hope people enjoy what we're doing. Definitely. What do you think, well, hate, Bill? Well, I hate to bring things down. I hate to show. <laughs> no, I just saw that Sonny Lindham of Predator fame dead at 76. Who that? The Indian. Oh, the Indian guy. <laughs> From Predator? Oh, the one, the one that I thought should be Wolverine, that guy? Yeah, yeah. Oh, how old? 76. Yeah. It's hard to believe he's that old. Yeah. Although Predator is. Wait a minute. How long? How long? Guess he didn't yeah, find so, a way out oh, of that okay. hole. Oh. oh. Sorry, that was bad. Sorry. Oh. Really yeah, I always. I, you know, no, no, don't get me wrong. I don't want to get a flood of hate mail. Oh, what's wrong with you, Jackman? I, you know, there's nothing wrong with you, Jackman. But if you take your mind back to back before to the first X Men movie came out. Yeah, we're when talking they were when they were talking about fifteen you know, years who, earlier. Yeah, you know who would you cast for the X Men movie? I thought that guy was a natural for Wolverine because mm-hmm. he was he was short for one thing. So I thought he was like the right height and everything. But I just thought he had the he had the look, he had the attitude, and hell, even if they didn't want to cast him as Wolverine, they could have cast him as uh, as Thunderbird. Would have been a, a good uh, alternate oh, yeah, yeah. casting for him. But yeah, I like that guy. I just didn't know what his name was. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. What else did he ever do? Because that's the only movie I know him from. Well, funny you should ask. What <laughs> he started his career starring in over a dozen adult films. Oh, he good played man. a policeman in his first major mainstream role in Walter Hill's 1979 cult hit. Anybody? Anybody? Can you dig it? Well, the, say, say again. The Warriors? Yes. Huh. How about that? Uh, he was in, another uh, Warriors was a porno. No, that was his first mainstream role. He played a policeman. Uh, in the uh, he apparently he was in Poltergeist, but I have no idea where he was at in Poltergeist. He must have been like one of the construction workers. Two. No, well, just was it? What, what are you looking at? His IMDb? No, I'm not. I'm just. I, I seem to remember there being a Native American role in Poltergeist. No, that two. was Chief Joe Dan, whatever. The guy that smothered Jack Nick, that that was a different Indian. Oh, okay. He might have been one of the construction worker guys, I'm thinking. Or like when they were getting together watching the movie, uh, watching the football game, when they were having the fight with the yes, remotes. he's one of the, yes, he's one of the guys that's digging the pool in the first movie. Because oh, I think okay. he's the guy that, when the, when the oldest daughter, the one that mysteriously just disappears after the first movie, um, <laughs> There's that part where she's leaving for school and the work guys whistle at her or something and she makes that like Macarena move and ends up flipping the guy off. He's the one that's laughing at her. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. (laughs) Not that laugh. (laughs) And he goes, come here, come here. And then he was in 48 hours as well. Yes, I remember him in that. Well. Wow, anyway, this was a 300 celebration. In, two, in 2003, <laughs> he ran for governor of Kentucky on the Republican ticket, but did not make it past the Aww. primaries. Yeah, you remember his campaign slogan? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, I'll find you a way out of this hole. I'll bleed you and leave you for dead. That was, that was his campaign slogan. No, that was his... No, that was Bill Dukes. That was his... Uh, <laughs> his <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. 
Yeah, for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go to this. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you vote for his mother, Evers. <laughs> so, what do we want to talk about for our episode three <laughs> hundred? Well, okay. Well, well, thank you, folks, for uh, tuning in. And, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. I was going to do the Freaky Five music. We have a we have a twist on the bookless bill thing because we have a Freaky Five episode. A, le- I have a lemon twist. Of, I have my list. Bill, do you have a list? Oh, don't. Yes, start. yes, Scott, I have a list. Scott, do you have a list? <laughs> Here's all right. Here's here's my justification. Listless but... Scott. All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah Scott they, is quite listless. Very much so. <laughs> In more ways you than one. You guys didn't tell me what the topic was. How the hell was I supposed to pre- prepare we a list? We told you yesterday. The topic we said the topic was you top, you said top five things top, about back to bits. Top five bins things. What the hell does that even mean? Uh, I'm going to give and, you a list and, of twenty things. So maybe that'll give you look, a hint. Do you want me to go get the text and read it out loud? Yeah. So we can explain it to everybody. Shit, I'm just telling you that twenty, the the or five, whatever it is, <laughs> doesn't it doesn't mean anything? Is it like your favorite oh, things? Oh He's my fa- god! These it, are a few <laughs> whiskers on kittens. <laughs> These are a and few of not my like favorite I things. Come up with something off the top head as we go along through this, so. I had no trouble. It was whatever Paul even said. Whatever you want to come up with, whatever you feel like you're this five things. It was subject to the the to your interpretation. Alright, here we go. Number five, when I get feedback from <laughs> From Socrates Alvarez's wife. There you go. That's your you favorite? decide what whether that's favorites? a good thing or a bad thing. There you go. Hi, Socrates. Okay, so our, our back to the bins topic was our five favorite back to the bins things, and you I specifically favorite. said to Scott, "Oh, you didn't define say favorite. that. Define that however you like." Oh, God, where the hell is my phone? Where's the override? Where's the override? Right, right. Oh, let's just start over again. <laughs> was it on Facebook yeah. or was it on? I don't. That's okay. We're bringing the show to a screeching halt. Which falls okay, to... so you know what, Bill? We'll do our top fives. I'm sure we'll encompass everything Scott likes about the show anyway. <laughs> so who says I like anything about the show? Uh, my point exactly. Oh, you know. And I, I, I have fifteen honorable like, mentions, so let's so let's get moving. Oh wait, I have it right here. I have it in my. Okay, yeah. Sorry. All right, all right. Okay. Okay, all right. So, Bill, what's your number five? Oh well, I, in in no particular order, I just have five things. Okay. Um, I'll just go from the top. Uh, it is right here. I'm looking at it. Top five back to the bins things. It doesn't say favorite. It says top five back to the bins things, and it says please feel free to interpret feel that however you like. You like. Oh, no, 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 Scott. First, you said I can't speak to how awake I'll be, but I'm in. And Paul said, put together your list then. And then you said, what's the subject? 
And I swear to God, I almost said, look back three messages, dummy. But but I said, you know, top you know five. Sometimes, sometimes I think that our, our texts, our three-way texts with each other would actually make really good episodes. Because I'm reading some of the back and forth that we have. And some of this stuff's actually pretty funny. Yeah, because you said, what's the subject? I said, top five BTTB things. And your answer... The hell does that mean? The hell does that mean? <laughs> and then I babbled on about having to work Saturday, blah blah blah. And then oh, okay, here uh, you go. What are your top five back to the bins things you actually you like? Learn you whatever. Like, learn whatever. And I uh, said it's episode three hundred, man. Make it special. Don't let Bill synopsize on his own. There you go. Next. Okay. Bill, what's your number <sighs> five? <laughs> Well, I, if I go from the bottom of this list up, it's I, I put Paul and Scott. Oh, what? Just that being <laughs> friends with you guys and you know the oh, camaraderie we have. Happy on number five. You need the, to leave that for number one. The ball busting. Oh, number one is not sappy at all for me. So. <laughs> oh, okay. But I, I, I went with my number five just to kind of go with the same thing was when I joined the show, which was in number issue issue episode number 86, because I had long wanted to do something along the lines of podcasting. I had guested on a couple of episodes of a couple of different shows, but I had no clue how to record. I had no clue how to edit and I had no clue how to get that final product on the air. So I kind of needed you to just kind of mentor me and take me through it and uh as we started talking about earlier back to the bins was kind of in a hiatus at the time so you were like well why don't you mm -hmm. come on and do back to the bins with me and uh yep. a dynasty was born oh that you say a <laughs> dinosaur was born that too mm. regrets <laughs> regrets i got no regrets about podcasting okay uh, it comes in time <laughs> regrets i've made a few <laughs> no, I'm. I'm. I, I've told you before, and you know this. I, I'm very glad that things uh, that things worked out the way that they have. Uh, and I mean, a, like I've said before, I mean, you cannot measure. To, to me, there, there's no measuring how important you guys are to the show, because you know, for one, bringing you in, Paul. I mean, that was the resurrection of the show. Um, at that time, I just had so much on my plate podcasting wise that that's really why bins had kind of fallen into a hiatus, uh, period and everything. And, uh, and of course that's not to discount, uh, you know, Michael Bailey, who was, you know, the regular co-host at the time, you know, same story with him. Mike was just busy with other projects. And if, if memory serves, I think we were doing, um, tales pretty steadily at that point too. So again, mm -hmm. it was that period where Bins was still like the middle child, if you know what I mean. And so, you know, we, we love the show and everything. It's just, it was always meant to kind of be that, you know, that, you know, that middle show. And, uh, and then it, it had fallen into that hiatus period and everything. And uh, it was really, it was, you know, both you coming in, but also just kind of, you know, you, you found your calling and you really enjoyed doing the show. And you just kind of was like, I, you know, I want to keep it going. So you just took it over. And it was really that process that you know that brought us to where we are today. There would not be three hundred show, you know, three hundred episodes of this show without you. 
And then, you know, a few episodes later, bringing in uh, Bill, you know, and I think that's where we really found the the chemistry that clicks with this show. You know what I mean? The the rapport that really, really clicks. And well, again, you, that's you just, not you just hit on my right. number four, my number four thing, which was Bill joining the mm-hmm. show in ni- with episode number 96. Yep. So I was on for 10 episodes, then Bill came on. And at that point, we, we got two two things, really, because, one, I do, do agree with you that we kind of found our footing together. Uh, as much as I enjoyed recording with Mike, and I still do to, you know, to this day when we get a chance to record together, his schedule mm-hmm. didn't allow him to be on. At the time, you were, on, you were available a little bit more steady than he was. Right. Uh, so he kind of was... I don't want to put blame on him, but he, he there was a, a lot of the reason why we weren't we were kind of going in and out of hiatus for a while was we couldn't find times when the three of us could get on, and a right. lot of times it was because Mike was busy between his job and the different shows that he was on, and I think uh, at the time maybe either Rachel or her father or somebody like that had fallen ill, yeah, and there, there was like was, a yeah, lot of stuff going, going on, on yeah. with him, so you know you you brought Bill along for that one episode, and and as I've already related, I, I was kind of nervous about uh the whole prospect of uh bill coming on i I just had this image of him replacing me and then i was gonna be out (laughs) on the street uh but you know i mean it it worked really well from that level and then just on on another level i mean you guys have uh you know you're two of my closest friends in the world it's not just podcasting it's just you know two of my best friends and it's absolutely phenomenal that we've been able to do this for however whatever we're doing it together now five six years it's just been great. It's, We're yeah. the golden guys. Oh. <laughs> I'm not mod. So, what do you got for number four, Bill? Because that was my number four. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'll just keep going up the list from the bottom. Uh, gaining and and uh, we we talked about this last um, episode actually a little bit. Um, uh, gaining a knowledge about being able to identify artist styles you know i've gotten better at it it's like a new skill like oh yeah that's uh so-and-so or this is so-and-so it's it's just a nice little you know like an accomplishment like oh yeah i i can re- recognize this guy now you know you know because i used to be able to p- pick out a handful of artists here and there and now, now i can kind of see the differences and maybe see how other guys were influenced influenced by other artists so yeah that's that's my number four i would agree with that and I would also expand it a little bit to, uh, I mean, I, I think most of the artists I recognize now, a lot of them I was able to recognize before I was doing this. But I think I've become much more knowledgeable or, at recognizing inking and inking styles mm-hmm. or, or even just to acknowledge and see what inking does on a page, like how much of a difference it makes, a, a different inker can make with a different page. Uh but also to have introduced us to new artists and new writers and you know people we weren't really aware of, mm-hmm. and that, that's a you know that's been a real plus with the show also. Absolutely, I will definitely agree. I, I would also say, uh, along with introducing us, you know, to to different styles, different artists, uh, sometimes different genres, things like that. Also, uh, for me personally. You guys have really helped me uh, to appreciate uh, some, you know, comics creators that maybe I didn't necessarily either I wasn't aware of them before, or I didn't truly have much of an appreciation. I, I think if you if you listen back to a lot of our earlier stuff, especially like, you know, you and I, Paul, when we were first getting to know each other and everything, 
I think in a lot of those episodes, I, I come off as a real Kirby hater, which I don't think I've ever been. But I will admit that I, I was always very critical of Kirby. And through the process of doing the show and then just, you know, for one thing, the show has really uh, reinvigorated my my love of comics. I mean, I've, I've always loved comics, but there was definitely a, a period where I was starting to slump just because of the way I felt about modern comics. And, you know, of course, the whole focus of this show is is back issues and, and our love of back issues and all that. So, you know, by by really diving in deep to back issues and all, it's really helped me to have a more studied approach, if, if you know what I mean, to my back issue reading and by different projects, different things we've looked at on the show and just a combination of all these different factors that, that spin out of back to the bins. I, I've gained much more of an appreciation for some of these artists that maybe I, you know, I understood on a on an intellectual level, like what they brought to comics, but I never really saw it for myself. And, and now that's starting to happen. If you know what I mean. And, and that's been cool. That's, a, that's been a, a fun process, you know, a voyage of discovery. Mm-hmm. I agree with all of that. And it, I don't, you know, there've definitely be been artists, writers that I didn't have an appreciation for. I don't know if there were any where I've had a turnaround where I thought this guy isn't so good. And then I was convinced, hey, no, he is good. Uh, I think uh, <laughs> I think that Luke tried to do that with George Tusca, but that didn't work. <laughs> uh, but but I definitely, you know, like I said, there's there's new artists that I've come to learn and and say, hey, you know, this guy's pretty good, and I never really appreciated him before. And uh, I'm trying right. to have somebody off the top of my head, really. Uh, the guy, and, and I, he's going to come up again in one of my things, but uh, the guy who stands out recently is Carl Kiesel. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I didn't I didn't appreciate how much he's done and what he's done and now looking you know, looking through some of his body of work, it's like, wow, that's great. So yep. moving on. Wanna go on to number three? Sure. Okay, for number three on my list is and I have it listed listed as Planet of the Apes month. Yeah. But that would uh. also that would basically generally include theme months. We did a horror month. We did an X Men month. Uh, but of the months we've done, the theme months, Planet of the Apes month is my favorite. Uh, I really just enjoyed the heck out of that. And uh, I tell you what, I don't know if you've listened to it recently, but it holds up because right after uh, War came out, I was kind of itching for some more ape stuff, and I went back and I re-listened to. Uh, and what's funny is we did it simultaneously with Two True Freaks Apes Month. I didn't re-listen to Two True Freaks Apes Month, but I did re-listen to Back to the Bins Apes Month, and it really holds up. My only regret with that was, and it kills me when I, whenever I listen back to it, because I, I always forget until I get to that week. But that third week when we covered uh, the Mr. Comics uh, what was the name of that? Revolution, I think. Revolution on the Planet of the Apes. I didn't, ma- I couldn't make that episode, and it still kills me. That that's one of my great regrets because I really thought a lot of that series, and I was I was really sad that I didn't make that episode. But you know, that aside, uh, you know, those listening to this episode, if you have not listened to our Planet of the Apes month, and that was what that was about two years ago, I think. Um, it uh. It holds up. I would up. say at least two years ago. Yeah, it holds up. It's it's good stuff. 
I'm very proud of that because that was a, and I don't think we really made that big of an issue of it at the time we were recording the episodes, but that was a massive project. Yeah, on a level a that we, reading. yeah, that was on a level that we don't normally bring to this show. I mean, I'd love to be able to do episodes like that. Guys like Andy, that on a regular basis do these friggin' massive reading projects for a weekly show. I don't know where the hell they find the time. And well, that it's, was something... it's all by not actually doing a job during the day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but... Andy is employed somewhere, but that doesn't mean he's working. But, you know, with... my contract. <laughs> with that particular project, I mean, we literally read every goddamn Planet of the Apes comic book that had ever been written up to that time. That was a huge project, and uh, and I'm very proud of that. That I think that really came off well between, uh, you know, our synopses and and our discussions, and we I think we had some really insightful things to say, and uh, you know, just the scope of that one. I I'd, I'd love to find another project like that 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 the three of us are equally as passionate about, and be able to do another episode even half as good as those were, because th- those were real standout episodes. I agree with you. Hmm. You got a number three? That is my number three. No, no, no. I, I meant Scott. Or well, is he going to make one up? Oh, I'm just. I'm going to kind of just oh, okay. ride your guys' coattails um, on these, unless I think so of one. So for my number three, and I'm going to dovetail this into a. Well, I just checked. We have another five star review. We had two last show uh, that we t- talked about, um, but we got another one. But uh, my number three, and it's kind of like lumped into. Um, some of the times, like one, I liked, like in my personal life at work and around the house and with you guys and people that listen, I like to make people laugh. I, I always feel good when, you know, people laugh at my jokes because if they don't, then I'm sad, but, um, you're supposed to laugh there. (laughs) (laughs) See, I, I get that little Scott chuckle. I know I've got, I've got some gold. I'll be like, (laughs) you know, that little. Peter Griffin, uh, but muted down. But anyway, um, but just because we've we've had some, I've busted a gut on some of our shows with, uh, oh, yeah, like the what was it the uh, oh, the, <laughs> the throat, the throat <laughs> that, episode. Yes, that was that one. The other one was uh, the Avenger in the Iron Lung. Uh, that, no, that's that that's that's actually uh, <laughs> that's one of my honorable mentions. That episode because I think that was the funniest episode we ever did. It was an email episode of the Avengers that came out in 2013. It was episode 1.75 of Avengers Spotlight, and that was—I think—that was the funniest show we've ever done. <laughs> I were we go all back three together to for that. that one? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And it was we just an email all, well, episode, we, and I think people well, discount our email episodes sometimes as "I don't need to listen to this," and right. sometimes those are the funniest moments. What was I the gag we came up with? I don't remember. Well, well we, we, we had, oh, I don't remember. It was the handicapped we came up Avengers. With the lamest Avengers. Is that what it was? It was the handicapped Avengers. It was the That's Iron Long. That's right. Oh God, yes. <laughs> yes, I forgot Wasn't about that. Guy that. with a peanut allergy too, or something. <laughs> I don't know. It was. <laughs> and that wasn't. I don't even remember what else there was, but there were other things in that episode that were just like laugh out loud funny. Right. I so, do. Going with laughter as my number three, uh, I'll read this 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 five star review from Aaron Henley, on and, and this was submitted three days uh, ago. On, Aaron's a good guy. <laughs> on August fifteenth, two thousand seventeen, 
Five-star review. This is one of the funniest gut-busting comic podcasts on the internets, from Dr. Bill's impressions to Scott's heartfelt reviews to Paul's somehow keeping it all together. <laughs> this is a fun show Wait, and one does? well worth... <laughs> uh, this is a fun show and one well worth adding to your library. May You may disagree with their opinions, but you won't ever be disappointed. Oh, thanks, Aaron. Yeah, That was a good one. I like that. Thank you, Aaron. Well, you might not okay. like the other one. I'll I'll read this other uh, one. Uh, we got another bad from, one. It's not from no, 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 no. This is the one uh, from Big Bowels. Instead of Big, big Balls. Bowels. Yeah, it's Big B A L S. So even though I read this last episode, uh, I have listened to this five star review. I've listened to this group regularly over the last three years or so. The discussion about comic books, movies, and TV shows is always very funny and mildly insightful. Oh, yeah, that's mildly insightful. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I told Paul that that should be our tagline, back to the bins, mildly insightful. Mildly insightful. The best shows I'm, I'm of all... I'm sure that was meant hey, it's, when it's he better wrote that. Than, it's better than some shows that we know get where they get nonsense is the... Uh, is what We're looking is. at you, Swick. <laughs> We're looking at you, Star Wars and character. Nonsense. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure when that review was written, though, it was meant as a compliment. I know, I know. Uh, I, I think it's funny because yeah, they're they're absolutely right. We we never profess to be experts about this shit. We're just three idiots babbling on about it. So if we happen to be mildly insightful, it's completely by accident. <laughs> we don't intend to be insightful at all. Whoops! Uh, sorry about that, folks. We were insightful. <laughs> the best shows involve the two regulars, Paul and Doctor Bill, and one part-time Scott. Oh. <laughs> Oh, does it really say that? It does say that, yes. God damn it. All right. For you guys listening and for Socrates' wife, I founded this goddamn show, okay? I thought it was that kid Berg. (laughs) You sound like, you sound like, um, in, uh, yeah, whatever, mind. I've just lost the whole point of my joke. Um, Don Amici and, um, uh, I founded this company. Yeah, <laughs> trading places. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. You know. Oh my All god! Fathers founded this exchange. Turn that microphone back on. What about your? <laughs> what about your co-host? F him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my number two. I think you guys are going to appreciate this. Although Scott, you were not here for this one because you're part time. Uh, oh, our, our our April Fool's edition of the Godfather comic book. <laughs> I was there, wasn't I? No, that's no, right. No, Honeywell took your sub. It was my spot. idea, wasn't it? No, it was my idea. <laughs> your idea? I don't know. It might have been your idea, but I'm taking credit for it now. It's long enough ago. <laughs> that was very funny. You talk about a laugh out loud listen. Of course, a lot of the the joke on that one is that you had to get the joke. And I, I'll give you guys credit because I kept waiting because every other April Fool's episode I've ever listened to of oh, a podcast, get out of the bag at the end. At, yeah, exactly. At the very end nope. of it, they're like, hey, just kidding, April Fool's. And you guys played it straight all the way to the end and never gave it away. So we actually had people write in about that one like, where the hell do you find this comic? I've never even heard of it. It's like they didn't get the joke. So I, I <laughs> thought that was great. I really, I enjoy it. And it cracked me up because you guys, at one point, you, uh, I'm trying to remember what it was. Oh, I know. There's there's a scene. It was about the horse you, head, I'm, right? 
it was some scene where who did the synopsis? Did Bill? Did you do the synopsis on that one? No, I, I did the synopsis. That I do remember. <laughs> the synopsis, and in the synopsis, there was a a key part of the movie missing from the synopsis, and I caught it listening to it for the first time, and it's way late in the episode, but somebody I want to say it might have been Honeywell. He was on that episode, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was Honeywell picked up on the fact that you never discussed that part in the synopsis and was like, and isn't it funny that 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 part of the movie is not in the, and then you guys had this whole discussion about, oh yeah, that's right. And and it just, it made it so believable. I mean, you guys did a really good job with that one. It's cracking me up. I did something about Mr. Ed. Yeah, with the horse's head. You you start saying, look how comical it looks. It doesn't look real in the art. That's it looked like a like a pantomime horse's head or something like that. <laughs> uh, what do you got as your number two, Bill? For my number two, and we mentioned it a little earlier, um, rekindled interest in comics c- kind of brought put the fire back in the belly of definitely the- did for me. I mean, I always had still some of the fire burning, but it's it's definitely made it more of a passion than it was again. Brought it back to being the passion that it used to be. I don't know. How you brought you back to the bins. Yep, you really did. Well, I think I, I think in a lot of ways, and you know, for those for for any listeners that haven't been listening to the show, basically right from the beginning, there used to be a much longer lead-in to the beginning of the show, where it, where it actually gave kind of the kind of the mission statement of the show, if you know what I mean. You know, for lack of a better term, where it was talking about you know, disenfranchised with the modern comics industry, you know, that, that we were on this kind of like time travel quest to to reconnect and rediscover our, our love and passion for comics, you know, because we, we had grown just kind of disgusted with modern comics. We, we, we've kind of dropped, I mean, that's in the copy for every episode that goes up on, you know, on the feed and in, on the websites and all that. But unless you're looking at that, or unless you're aware of that, if you just tuned in, you know, you know, six months ago, then you might not necessarily be getting that message. You know what I mean? That that's kind of the mission of the show. And mm-hmm. I, I've just, I've always been really proud of the fact that, you know, we've never really discussed it, the three of us until now, but I, I think that, that that mission has been fulfilled that by going back to these old books we have kind of rediscovered our, our passion for comics. And, and it's as you say, I mean, it's not like any of us ever lost it. Like we walked away going, ah, screw comics, I'm done. But it was more of a feeling of, I don't know about you guys, but for me it was more of a feeling of, am I starting to age out of this? Uh, you know, have comics passed me by kind of thing? And while, yeah, maybe the modern ones have, I mean, there's still a place for me in the bins, if you know what I mean. And and mm-hmm. that that's awesome. I mean, is that what you were going for, Bill? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, what you said. <laughs> ah, whatever you say, Scott. Just passing by. Just passing by. Are we up to our number one thing already? Wow. Yeah, and mine's kind of, well, you can go ahead first. Well, and like I said, I have some honorable mentions to kind of go through with you guys anyway. So, I mean, the show's not over yet, but... uh. 
My number one thing, and you got to give me a little time to explain this, but my number one thing is Dueling Arnolds, which was oh, not actually done. It was not actually done as a Back to the Bins bit. It was done, for, I think, for a Two True Freaks proper show, but then I cut it and put it at the end of one of the Bins episodes <laughs> at one point. And the reason it made the list for me is because I think that was where Bill and I kind of found our comic timing together, doing that. Right. Uh, I, I think you know we, we kind of it, it kind of set a standard for us as far as bits on the show, and you know we started doing the you got to give your laws before you could be on the show, uh, and then from there it you know became went to uh, I have nowhere else to go, and all, all of these stupid little things that we've come up with that have been bits for us, and I think Dueling Arnolds was where we kind of found our foot our footing to start doing that, and I think that's where a lot of the humor in this show has come from. So, you know, right. I, you know when, when Scott, when it's you and I and Bill isn't here, I think we do a good show together, but I think it's a little bit more of a serious show. Mm-hmm. And I think when you add Bill in here, then all of a sudden we start getting the comedy, and I think that's one of the appeals of the show. I think we do a good show without him, but I think we do a better show with him. Most Am definitely. I funny? Do yeah. I make you laugh like a clown? <laughs> yes. Okay. So uh, that that's my number one thing, and and I did try to put those in order. Those are my top five things in order. Aww. Hmm. Well, my last number five uh, is, uh, and and this kind of ties a little bit back into the first one. Well, uh, to the first one I listed my my number five and my number one, and that's um, that the. The amount of friends that I've made from podcasting, because, you know, I mean, I, I, I did little bits and things for Star Trek um, monthly, monthly Monday, you know, year, you know, you got, well, yeah, I guess that would be years ago now doing little characters and stuff and then got to meet you guys and then, you know, got on bins and, and then, you know, we've had our get togethers down here and then up in New York and had the big get together meeting just tons of people i mean so many people i you know i'm not even going to try to name them because i'd be afraid i would miss somebody and i wouldn't want them to get you know you didn't say me you know but (laughs) there's just so just so many now you know friends i didn't have a few years ago i got friends now (laughs) people like me you really like me (laughs) i think we're giving him a big head hey (laughs) we may we may have to kill him (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that, so, yes. Yeah, the 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 camaraderie and everything, and and the get-togethers, and you know, as we record this, um, having coming home from uh, Dario Gonzalez's house, uh, where I was hanging out with Chris Honeywell and and Chris Tyler, and uh, Tom DJ came by, and you know, I mean, it, it it's. It's opened up doors to friendships that I wouldn't have it, had otherwise. It's amazing you're not in a food coma, <laughs> right? Yeah, well, well, he didn't do. He wasn't doing the barbecue stuff. He did. He made some wings, and then he has mm-hmm. he has some sort of like a pizza oven, which he said he can't use indoors because it's too smoky. And he was making individual personal pies for everybody, and they were awesome. Wow! So, but it was. It's just great to see everybody. Wow. Uh, Hero and I took a ride from there over to uh, a comic store in the neighborhood, and we, you know, picked up a couple of things and came back. And then, you know, Dario's wife and son came out, and they're both terrific. And it was just, you know, just a nice night. And then coming home and recording with you guys, you know, all is well. That's all I could say. 
All in so Queens. Guess, yeah. From there, I guess we'll go to uh, my uh, honorable mention list, unless you guys have some more to say about those things. Ah, go ahead. So, on my honorable mention list, uh, and this, these are in no set order, uh, but the first thing on the list I have, uh, just guest stars. And while it is regrettable when you guys aren't able to come on the show, or if one of you guys isn't able to come on the show, it usually does open the door to me inviting other people on. And over the course of time that I've been on here, we've had a tremendous number of guest stars, from the Comic Geek Speak guys to Hero becoming a semi-regular on the show uh, to... I, uh, Tom DJ I mentioned, and Dario and Dave Pascarella were on, and Luke has been on, and I mean, there's just so many people, I'm going to leave people out if I keep trying to mention everybody. Uh, I just think it's been, you know, a barrel, uh, it's just been a ball to get a chance to record with all those people, uh, and, and like I said, Heroes are semi-regular to the point where he has his own bit with the sleepwater, Sleepwalker Corner. Uh, right. You know, so it's just, that's that's been a, just an extra fun thing, and I, and, and I think... To me, it speaks some for the popularity of the show, and again, not to act big-headed about it, but when I put out the call for people to be on, everybody seems, like, very happy to come on. You know, it, it doesn't seem like it's a chore for anybody, even though I'm saying, hey, prep a book. Uh, so, you know, that's that's been a lot of fun for me over the years, just to, well, to have those different know. people in. I don't know if you realize it or not, but I mean, you're you're held in very high regard in podcasting circles, and I think that it just it speaks a lot to your personality. You know, I, I you know it, it, it's one of those things where I, I don't know anybody that I've ever heard say an unkind word about you, and that's you know that tends to be kind of rare sometimes when you get into something especially like podcasting which tends to be a little competitive it tends to be a little territorial and and that sort of thing and uh uh i mean you're you're very well loved by the community out there and uh and i i just i wasn't sure if you were aware of it so i'll i'll mention it for you but you, Thank are. you. you know, you know what they that's say a lot of the reason you know, they Talk say about me getting a swelled head. They say in this business, sincerity is everything. And as soon as you could fake that, you got it made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, thank, thank you for the compliment. And now I'm not going to be able to leave my room with my big head. <laughs> you already couldn't, be honest. <laughs> it's true. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so next on my list is our score episodes, and while they're mm-hmm. not as expansive as our uh, as our month focus episodes, uh, it's given us a chance just to do some some really cool things. I think you know focusing on specific characters from score episodes on the characters like Spider Man or Batman or Superman, who are characters that we love, uh, and and just kind of having fun with a, an episode about them to taking that to another level and saying, okay, we're going to... You know, I think when we did the Superman issue, we said we could do Superman, but you can't do any book from Superman or Action Comics. It has to be something else, which I think was just right. kind, of, kind of a cool challenge that we did to it. Or even uh, when we did like the year in review episodes, just the different kind of focus episodes. And, and those are usually a lot of fun. Uh, then you get ep- you know episodes about characters who we're not too familiar with, and we're kind of learning by doing the episode, like like our Deadpool episode. So you know, 
just the, the score episodes in general have been a lot of fun over the years. Definitely. Yeah, I enjoy those a lot. I really do because it's a, it's a chance to to focus. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, well, that's what I have. More, I have more than score more than... slash focus written down. Yeah, mm. <laughs> and focus is good for us. <laughs> focus what? is something we huh? we occasionally lack with our tangents. <laughs> Next on my list was our episode number two hundred. Uh, which was just a lot of fun for me because we got to do a uh, a show that that about a book that was just an all time favorite of mine. We did the Superman versus Muhammad Ali issue, which Ali, I yeah. seem to I seem to remember back before I was on this show when I was an emailer, and I remember writing into you and Mike and saying, "Hey, are you guys ever going to cover that book?" And I, and I seem to remember you reading it and saying, "Oh yeah, we definitely want to do that book." And then it took a while, and then after a while I said, hey, how about we do it for episode 200, and we brought Mike back to do that with us. And that was not only was it a lot of fun to do, but it's just one of my all-time favorite books. You guys chime in any way you want. I'm trying to remember, was, was 100 was, was that the 100 second was kind of our, Superman and Batman? No, 100. Or Superman did, and Spider-Man, we, I mean? 100, we did our, uh, like our all-time wish list, if you could, you know. What what what's the thing you would want most of all as a collector kind of thing? Hmm. Ah, okay. Oh. What if I said Avengers? You guys don't four. even remember. Actually, Bill, if <laughs> if I remember right, you you were you said you already had one of the things that you wanted most, and it was the uh, the the original artwork you had that somebody made for you of you and your wife as members of the members of the Legion of Superheroes. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's true. Yeah, the one that I have next to my desk here. Mm-hmm. Yep. I've actually, yeah, I've gotten to see that since that episode. It's cool. It is very cool. Yeah, so what episode Don, was... Don Hilsman. Was it 150 then that we did the the second Superman and Spider-Man team up? No, I, I think you did that before Bill and I were on. I, I want to say that that was, a, that was a milestone episode as well. I don't know. I, I don't remember now. But yeah, I definitely remember 200. That w- That was a big deal. And that was a lot of fun because that was a book that we had looked forward to doing for a very long time. I uh, I had almost thought about that being a subject for for this episode, and then I thought, I don't know, is that a strong enough subject? But um, you know, if, if there's a if there's a dream book out there that we hadn't covered yet for for Back to the Bins, but I also thought, well, that's kind of silly to spend the episode talking about, you know. <laughs> What would you like to cover? Why not just cover it at some point in the future? But uh, I, I know that Chris Honeywell and I had talked before about uh, doing something like that, where you take, like, what's that ultimate comic that you, you'd love to talk about on a show, and then instead of talking about it, do like a like a dramatic enactment of it? I think that could still be a lot of fun as well. You know, yeah, you, we had a could... call for that a long time ago to do a Conan book. Yeah, oh really? We, we yeah, thought we, about doing that for episode. Oh, as, as Arnold, you mean? Oh, that, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Oh, you guys, now you guys got to do it. That would be funny to do a, was, a, a dramatic enactment of a, of a Conan book. That would be funny. Well, we we had talked to Professor Allen and um, and Emily about doing it with them, um, but uh, we kind of it, it kind of disappeared. I think. Was it going to be uh, number one hundred? I think it was going to be number two hundred. 
Was it 200? No, the Conan issue. Yeah, I thought that was going to be number 200, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But, it, yeah, now that we're doing episode 300, I don't know if it's ever going to happen. We will see. Eh, there's always 400. Now, moving right along, I can tell you one example of this. I don't know if there is a second. But the only reason I know about this one is because they've come out and said it. Uh, that the boys over at Third Degree Burn said that we inspired them to start their show. Aww. Actually, I can think of a second example. Dave Weider said we inspired him to do Dave's Daredevil podcast. So the fact really? that, we're, we, that we're, we're inspiring people to do these shows, I, I, I'm not going to say it swells my head, but it definitely now, fills, me with, it fills me with pride. Is it, but is it a case of, wow, I want to be like them when I grow up, or a case of, man, they God, suck, I, I know not. I could do better than that. You know, which, which one is it, uh, you think? I'm thinking if it was the <laughs> latter, they wouldn't have told us. I'm thinking it has to be the former. I can't imagine I'd what like they're to say to me. So. You guys suck so much. That's why I started my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they're providing the antidote. There you go. Oh, that's funny. That I, you know, I always take that as a as a, a supreme compliment because I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's a really weird thing to think after nine years now. You know, doing this, but I I, I still kind of think of myself in podcasting as as that scrappy newcomer you know what i mean i think of the whole network that way in a lot of ways and to think that somehow we have gone from you know that scrappy newcomer that that wasn't exactly welcomed into the podcasting field with open arms by you know by the the senior podcasters that were the senior podcasters at the time we came into it that now all of a sudden we, we've kind of become the grand old men of podcasting somehow and, and are inspiring the, the next wave of, of podcasters. That's both a, a very warm feeling, but a very odd feeling as well, because I still feel like some days that, that I'm still learning this shit, you know, and now all of a sudden to somebody we're sounding like we're, we're the ones to, to inspire someone else. That's just, I don't know. That that's really cool, but really odd at the same rate. I, I mean, I don't know how you guys feel. Do you, do you see where I'm where I'm going with that? Yeah. yeah if we are, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Bill. No, I, I was just back a couple weeks ago uh, when my daughter was correct. I, I remember t- t- telling you guys that like one of her friends is a fan of our show. An 18 year old girl is a fan of three, three guys that are all on one side or the other of 50. Right, listening to our comic book show, it's kind of like wow. It's kind of weird. Get a life, a, kid. But <laughs> <laughs> now, now, don't make fun of Valeria. If if She's if got a we cool are, name. if we are like the grand old men of podcasting at this point, and I, I'm not sure if we are, but if if we are, I certainly hope that we are making the people who come along after us feel welcome and that you know that we're encouraging them because i would hate to think that we're the kind of people who are like trying to close the door on them or if that it would appear that way i know i know you know that we don't want to do that but but i would you know i i'd hope we're welcoming enough to encourage them because this is fun and i would encourage everybody else that wants to have fun to do so 
I think Moving we need to shout out a, to uh, to our to and this may be on your list uh, to our emailers and the people that respond back on 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 Facebook and that get in touch with us. Russell, that is Kurt. on my list. The, the okay. emailers. Uh, well, I mean, we could just talk about it now. The emailers and the iTunes reviews and the Facebook page. Uh, you know, I have a lot of fun interacting with our listeners. And the fact that they do write into us, and like you said, uh, our two most prolific are clearly Kirk and uh, and and Rusty, and uh, I hope that they continue to be, and I hope other people join them and do you know send us their opinions and their thoughts and what they like and what they don't like, and you know if we did something that made them smile, you know, trust me, we're making ourselves smile. If we can make you smile too, that would be cool. Yeah, yeah. I always get, I always hear. Yeah, go on Skype. Go talk to your friends. You know, it'd be good to hear you laugh. So, you know, we have fun <laughs> doing this. Next on my list, Assistant Editor Month that we've done twice now. Uh, I got to tell you, I've enjoyed the heck out of listening to the shows that our fellow podcaster friends have made of our series. Uh it's it's just kind of cool to hear it and see what they do with it, and I and I have some mixed feelings because, you know, Bill, you and I were looking at the the ratings and the downloads, and it did look like the downloads were a little lower, for that month that we did that, and I kind of have two feelings about it. One is, if you avoided hearing them because we're not on them, give them a shot because they put out some pretty good shows and they were a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, it makes me feel a little good because that says to me that people say, hey, Paul, Bill, and Scott aren't there, and you know they're the reason I'm listening. So I feel good that, they, that they're that thinking that about us, but I feel bad that they're missing out on good shows that these people put together for us. So I would encourage anybody who didn't listen to go back and listen to those episodes because it's quality stuff, made mostly made by you know experienced podcasters. Mm-hmm. Next on my list is our very recent Captain America Patriot episode. Uh, I thought, first of all, I thought we, the three of us, and you, you were not on that one, Bill, but Mike no, no, had, I, that, had that I one. There. But I, I thought the three of us did bring it as far as doing a good review of the show, uh, and I had forwarded the link to Carl Kiesel and you know told him if he was interested in listening, and he his response was, "Of course, I'm interested in listening." And then. Once he had a chance to, I said, you know, I hope you enjoyed it. And his response to that was extremely complimentary, and I'm paraphrasing, but it was something to the effect of, how could I not have enjoyed it? You guys did such a good job of, uh, you know, of breaking it down and, and seeing what I was putting together there. And it, it just was, such, to me, that was just such a tremendous compliment for one of the uh, creators whose book we were analyzing to, to come back and say something like that to me. That just was just a great feeling. And I'll take it as your silence that I should keep going. <laughs> I'm not I'm sorry, I'm not sure what what to say on these. Yes, I agree. Usually when you usually when you're that quiet, I, I think you're eating. Uh no, no, I uh, expect to hear crunching or chewing. <laughs> But uh, the the next next thing on my list was the episode that never was. Hey Bill, have you seen this porn site? 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Oh, sorry, I was asleep. No, I'm just kidding. So uh, my my next thing is the episode that never was. Actually, I'm was... trying to be quiet. Quiet. Because, uh, just keep interrupting uh... me. It's fine. <laughs> shut up. To shut up. No, so, I was then... honestly trying to be quiet because it, it was you were breaking up a little, so I didn't want to. I was hoping just it was breaking up. Be... Just breaking up. <laughs> Paper three up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was trying, but but, the, but yeah, I didn't oh, know it was sorry. me. I was closing Man, all my windows lot. down. You were you were breaking up a little bit on on your batting down the Anyway, all right, I'll just shut up now. I did batten them down. Batten them down again. We'll teach those hatches. Hey, you do that on your own time, all right? When I'm not around. Anyway, <laughs> so I started to talk about the episode that never was, which was pre-bill. Uh, if you remember, we we came up with a project, Mike, you, you and I, that we were going to. Do an episode where we were going to cover everything Hulk battle from the beginning of you know the sixties. Yes, and I sat and I and I read every single issue of them, and we were going to do that episode, and we never got around to doing it. Why did we we even talk about it? Oh, we got a special project coming up. We teased it. That was a massive reading project. For for those that don't know or have never never actually sat and done the homework, you would not believe how many Hulk versus the Thing stories there are. And so somebody, I don't remember which one of us it was, somebody compiled a list what, me? of all of those Thing versus Hulk fights. I compiled a list. list. I didn't compile it. I found it. And then we. we pulled all the issues together and then we all sat and we read every single one of those stories and we were going to do I don't know if it was a ser- it was a, a single episode or a series of episodes but we were going to talk I, I don't know if we were necessarily going to do it really in depth we were going to kind of do a like a I remember the plan like a, I remember I remember what do you plan? call we that touch up? on every book but we each picked one book yeah. that we were going to we were going to highlight Right, right, right. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what the game. Yeah, it's not uh, the word that keeps coming to mind is retrospective, and that's not the word I'm looking for. But you know what I mean? It's it was this broad examination, you know, very much like like a broad overview. But then, as you say, pulling out a couple of personal highlights to to discuss. I remember you. I think you wanted to do the the superstars one, right? Mm-hmm. And, I still want to uh, do that one. <laughs> I, I'm trying to remember which one I had uh, I had focused on, and I can't remember. I think at I the think time, one what, of you had picked one? a graphic novel. I don't know if that yeah, was you or Mike. So, yeah. No, I think it was me. That's what I was going to say. Is I, I think at the time I was going to do. I think it's called Hard Knocks, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the one by Jim Starlin. But having reread it. For the first time in decades, I, sadly, I didn't think it held up. Um, so I don't. You know, if we had to do that project, you know, tomorrow, I don't know what book I would pull out of there, but it wouldn't be that one. But it was a really, it was a massive reading project. It was mostly, you know, for the most part, it was a lot of fun. But man, that is the most homework for the least payoff I've ever done in my <laughs> podcasting life because we did all that work and I took a shitload of notes and then we never did the episode. And I don't know, I don't remember now why other than 
I think just simply trying to get, and that's back when Mike was still in the mix. So I think the that it just kept getting pushed further and further back because our schedules would never sync. And then it finally got to the point where, shit, that was so long ago that I read all this that I'd have to read it all over again to in order to discuss. And so at that point, we all just said the hell with it. We never did it. But man, what the a... hell with you. Yeah, that... Yeah, that's such a disappointment, you know, just from a from a homework level. That was a lot of work. Yeah, definitely. And it came to mind when I was making this list. <laughs> Next <laughs> on my list is that we branched out on the show to make Avengers Spotlight, which I enjoy the heck out of doing every once in a while. I enjoy it as a change of pace, but I also enjoy it as a... a a different way of reviewing books because instead of just giving a synopsis talking about it and moving on to the next book we've developed a style that's kind of unique to that show for us where bill reads the synopsis and then we kind of go through the book page by page which is not something we do on back to the bins proper so i kind of mm -hmm. like it for that purpose right. but i also like it the fact that we've done some long-form storytelling we did the michael saga you know we're doing the celestial madonna saga now and you know the we've we've kind of switched it up. We've done some short episodes and some long ones. Uh, we, we, we did the point one issues. We did that all in one episode. So, you know, it's, it's yeah, just been fun, the, and I'm uh, kind of glad that we did that. We did the Dead Avengers, the Chaos War. That was like a one-off show we did. Mm-hmm. Um, we did the... Didn't we do one of the Wonder Man and Beast issues? Yes. Yes, we did. And we also did a yeah. Doctor Doom episode with Professor Allen. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We did 1.1. We did issue one. And then we did the um, the Masters of Evil in Avengers Mansion. I'm proud of that one. I, I, yeah. I wish I could have participated in more of the episodes, but I am really proud of that one. I think we did a really good job on that. That was another one I re-listened re to not long ago, the, the final episode where we kind of wrapped everything up and uh, you know, did a, a summarization of our thoughts on it and everything, and that that's a good listen. And we talked about kind of the the legacy of uh, Under Siege, and I th I think that that was that was definitely one of our highlight episodes, both of Avengers, uh, you know, the Avengers show, but also Back to the Bins proper. I, I just think that's one of our, our really good ones. Well, lately, also, uh, you weren't here when we discussed it last uh, time, but we were ta talking about how Kirk has kind of become our intern on Avengers Spotlight, <laughs> right? Because he, because, you know, he just posts all the panels that we were talking about. I'm, I'm assuming he scans them or cuts and pastes them, and you know, boom, boom, boom. And he's like, and this is the one they talked about for this, and this is the one they talked about for that. It's like, wow, that's pretty cool. It, it is a case of him putting his money where his mouth is, because he said something about it, and Scott and I quickly responded, hey, I just don't have time to do that. And he said, okay, I'll do it. So, uh, you know, I give him credit for that. <laughs> yep. Rusty may be beating you in the emails, but you're kicking his butt with putting up po uh, posts. Well, on Considering Rusty hardly ever has any of the books we cover, <laughs> it's not going to work <laughs> for that. So next on my list, next uh, honorable mention is I love when we do road shows. 
when we did the Disney shows, when we did the Long Island shows, when, you know, whenever we do one where we're physically in the same room. Uh, we have one upcoming where we did commentaries on a couple of the uh, Marvel superhero cartoons. Uh, hint, so, hint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hint, hint, Scott. So the, yeah, yeah, some, shut up. <laughs> there's some cool stuff coming up, and uh, there's some cool stuff behind us. Because uh, we were slightly I, inebriated in that one, too, I think. <laughs> slightly. Slightly. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, even looking back on some of them, you know, they're, they're to me, those are ones I can listen to over and over because they're just, to me, it's almost like pictures from a vacation to have the road shows recorded. You know, it's the time that we were on vacation, you know, the, the, when we did, uh, what do we call it? Uh, we, we didn't call it, you know, we, we did some sort of rift on Dinner for Geeks. Uh, but we what was it dinner for freaks? Supper I think we called it or something like that. Supper for freaks. And I, that was Su- when supper, when supper me and the freaks. kids were down in Florida something and, the, like and that, yeah. the five of us went out to dinner. That was when we went 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 to the sci-fi drive-through. Yes. Right. Yeah. So you know stuff like that. <laughs> I just really enjoy, and I'm glad we have the opportunity to do them. Okay. Next on the list yep. was the Avengers email issue that we thought was so funny. Next on, which we talked about already. Uh, the next on my list is Khan and Apollo Smile. <laughs> and they, they, they are in their own way painful, but they've created jokes that have lasted for, for years since we've done them. So they, they've, they've created a special spot for us. And, uh, you know, as, as painful as they may have been, I'm glad we did them. <laughs> Never let me synopsize without something written down. And even then, you shouldn't let me write anything down because it could be just as long. I remember those first few synopses, synopses. I'd like look at every page, and I'd have to synopsize every single, every single panel. And I'd be like three pages to a handwritten synopsis, going, "Oh my god, this is going to take me forever." That's you were basically rewriting the book, is what you were doing. <laughs> That's what I was doing, uh, rewriting the story, yeah. I gotta, I gotta learn to condense this. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. The last thing I have on my list is that you two meatheads are too lame Uh-oh. to record if I'm not here. <laughs> no, we that? recorded without you. You just were a big Budinsky when we went to do the the D Man episode. Okay, there, there was that one. Now. Now, first of all, when you did the D-Man episode, it was like the fifth time that I wasn't able to be there to record, and I said, why don't you guys just do the D-Man episode? And you finally actually started to do it. And there have probably been a dozen times where I couldn't make it, and I said, well, you two guys can make it. Why don't you just record? Oh, yeah, 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 we'll record. And then the next day, did you guys record? No. (laughs) (laughs) How many times has that happened? Well, uh, look, <laughs> lately he's been really bad because... I have a life. What do you want me to say? Some, some people have noticed I, I've, I've missed a couple shows lately. It's just because my work schedule went crazy. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I've this past week was 48 hours. The week before that was 59, and the week before that was 69 hours for the week. What about the other five years that we've been doing this show? Uh, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I was out of town. It was locusts. They were locusts. locusts. It's not my fault. <laughs> I swear to God. God. <laughs> Looking up with mud on your face from your sunglasses. Carrie Fisher over you with an M16. 
Oh, gee. All, all that said, that's it for my list. And uh... For Russell Bragg, that's from Under the Rainbow, by the way. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> uh, I just, uh, you know, Although, I'll, I'll, I'll be mushy for a minute here and show you guys... Thank you so much for oh, the, the opportunity let's, to do this with you for this long, and let's keep doing it together for a long time. Absolutely. Nah, I'm done. Oh. <laughs> we're so, going to replace Bill on the next show with Dario's Pig. <laughs> Smoking a pipe. <laughs> so what do you say, Dario's Pig? <laughs> Arnold Ziffel. You can have Arnold Ziffer. Ziffel is my replacement. How did they come up with that as a noise for a pig to make? Because I don't That's think pigs make that pig noise. Pig makes that noise. That? They don't have pigs actually, on actually, Long Island. Well, if you go to like a petting zoo or something. <laughs> They don't, they don't. They aren't just wandering around the wow, streets. Wow! What a lame-ass so petting zoo you have, pigs. Yeah, wow. we get some pigs. We got some little well, among pigs. Among other things, it's pigs. not just pigs. We got <laughs> some wild boars not, over there. Like you're not driving down the street and you say, "Hey, watch out for that pig." That doesn't happen. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about it. Well, you could say that, but then somebody then somebody might slap you. Yeah. <laughs> Why? I never. And you probably won't either, honey. Oh, send all hate mail to Dr. Bill. <laughs> there was after, after they got the pig, they, they, we looked at the pig and said, I said something like, don't believe a word that that lying pig says to you. And who here can't say they've said that before? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So he's to well, 300 more episodes, boys. Oh, God. Really? Right uh, now? Yeah. And go. We're going to record all night. You know what Paul <laughs> is hitting at, Scott? Episodes. He, he wants us to record that. He wants us to record that uh, Giant Size Avengers 3 without him is what he's he's hinting at. Because that's the next. Avengers I want to record it without him. He wants to record everything without me. I just keep insisting on <laughs> well, I, I, I I was biting my tongue. Take back the control. When did I lose control? <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, I thought that that would be the the way to do that episode because that was that was your first episode, right, Paul? That was my first book. Well, Second episode, first book. Right, right, right. I'll come clean. I was the one that put the kibosh on it last time. But I think you were the one that put the kibosh on it the time before that. So it's know. your I turn. Mean, I don't put... know that you know, we, we need to play the blame game it was just a matter of it just wasn't working out with our schedules is all yeah no point in bickering over who killed who <laughs> who killed whom all right at some point there oh. i guess we went out of this show <laughs> unless you guys have any kind of final thoughts uh him 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 <laughs> there you go there's your final you know, thoughts right there at some point that's not going to be funny but it, we're not even close to that yet <laughs> nope not yet you know yeah because we, 
we do jokes for a while, and then we then we drift away from them. When we I think we've them. all got got gotten a little tired of them, and then then we bring them back, get a little zinger in. You know why we bring them back? Because they got nowhere else to go. That's it. <laughs> That's where you end it. I got nowhere else to go. I got nowhere else to go. I've got nothing else. Hey, everybody. Magnus here. You know, I saw the announcement that Scott put up on the Two True Freaks uh, Facebook group about the 300th episode of Back to the Bins. And basically, he solicited any kind of feed forward that his listeners felt like sending, be it uh, audio clips, as in this case. Or, or you know, just whatever it is. I mean, I assume email would have been on the table, too. But, I don't know. There's something a little bit more specific about audio clips. <sighs> I don't know. Anyway, the what follows is not to be uh, understood as a swipe at previous eras of Back to the Bins or subsequent eras of Back to the Bins. But I started listening to Back to the Bins when it was kind of the Scott Gardner, Michael Bailey show. You know, I'd basically come to really the entire Two True Freaks network as a listener, sort of by way of Michael Bailey. I'd been listening to Views from the Long Box for a little while. And the first episode that I actually heard featured Scott Gardner. And it was basically Michael and Scott, they were talking about, you know, things that were going on in comics at the time that just really torqued them off. And, and it was a, a, as Michael Bailey would say, very cathartic type of, type of uh, experience. And so, you know, I'd listened to a couple of hours of those guys, you know, uh, tear comics up and down. So, you know, it just sort of made me wonder, what what is it that they enjoy about comics and you know back to the bins was actually a really good vehicle for that because they would talk about random back issues uh, from each of their collections and more than any other podcast of any kind that i've ever heard before or since you know this was in my estimation perfect podcasting now it does need to be said that i'm a little bit biased in all of this in as much as you know, at the time, you know, things were, I honestly don't think I've ever said this in public, but, you know, things were going really, really badly for me, you know, professionally, you know, my job kind of sucked and, you know, uh, the boss and I, we were kind of on the outs with each other and, you know, what's going on with all of that. And, you know, my personal life, I'm not going to get into it, but just, there was a lot of chaos and stuff that was going on there. And it's, you know, maybe it's kind of trite to say it, but it's like there was an hour or an hour and a half or sometimes two hours every single week where I listened to Back to the Bins and it's like all of that stuff just didn't matter, you know? And I don't know, it just, you know, they say that the human subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between talk radio or in this case podcasting and actual conversations. So uh, another way of looking at it is subconsciously, 
when somebody hears your voice or even just a recording of your voice, subconsciously, they're registering that as hearing you. And so the end result of that was, you know, it, it, it listening to Back to the Bins, it was like, you know, once a week I could hang out with my friends and, you know, we could talk about comics and, you know, I didn't have to talk about, you know, how lousy things were going at work, or I didn't have to talk about, you know, how miserable I was on a personal level. You know, I didn't have to think about that stuff. You know, I could just hang around and shoot the bull with friends. And it meant so much to me on a personal level to have that as an outlet, you know, in a time and in a place when I really did need it. You know, I needed something to to just be normal, you know? Uh, and Back to the Bins gave me that. Now, that's not to take anything away from what Back to the Bins had been before that era, and that's not to take anything away from what Back to the Bins became later on. I don't mean to insult anybody, and I certainly, you know, hope that nobody is, you know, put off by that. And I certainly, you know, since I'm on the subject, you know, giving you guys a disclaimer here, I also don't want to give the idea that, you know, this is the only worthwhile podcasting that Michael Bailey and Scott Gardner have ever done uh, individually or collectively or whatever else. I'm just saying that in terms of what I like in podcasting, I would change literally not one thing about that entire era of Back to the Bends when it was just the Gardner Bailey show, you know, and that was, you know, how I came about getting into the show and I really enjoyed it. And it, it just, like I say, it just meant so much that at least for some amount of time, you know, I could at least feel like I was hanging out with, with friends because didn't really get a whole lot of that uh, back in those days. And so, you know, um, that's what it's all about. So 300 episodes, the, it seems like the entire nature of back to the bends is to, you know, shift and change and be something new, you know, from, you know, from one, from one time to another, you know, and you can't really nail back to the bends down because it's, it's, it's always changing. It's just, it's that dynamic. And so coming into this as a listener, it's going to be very interesting to see where this amazing, uh, this amazing, chaotic, enjoyable, amazingly well done show goes in the future, you know, 300 episodes and I'm still here week after week. But like I say, you know, the fact that I, I love the, the Gardner Bailey era, don't take that as an insult to anything else. I'm just saying that was my personal favorite. So Scott and Michael, Thanks for being my friends. Hello, Back to the Bins. Scott, Paul, Bill, happy 300th episode. It's a tremendous accomplishment, and I'm sure you're just as proud of it as we, the Back to the Bins listeners, are. If I recall right, when you guys celebrated your 200th episode, I voiced in an email about the history of Back to the Bins. This time, I decided to go through my personal history with Back to the Bins. I didn't even know what a podcast was until my wife bought me an iPod for Christmas of 2010. It was a pretty new experience to me. Once I got situated, I figured out 
what subjects I wanted to listen to. Of course, the first one that came to mind was Superman, and the first podcast I downloaded and listened to was Charlie Niemeyer's Superman in the Bronze Age, because that is my favorite era, the Silver and Bronze Age. Somewhere along the line, I know Charlie mentioned Back to the Bins, so I decided to look it up in iTunes, and there it was, Back to the Bins. I couldn't tell you exactly how many episodes behind I was. I know it was way before Paul started being even a guest host, and of course later regular host. So it might have been somewhere in the 50s to 60s. To be honest with you, when Paul was there and Michael Bailey wasn't, I wasn't sure whether I was going to like that or not, because I was so attuned to the chemistry between Scott and Mike. I put it out right there, I'm not going to like this guy no matter what he does. But, Paul, you won me over. Your insights, your knowledge about any comic that's brought to the table it really impresses me. And Scott goes without question, you're the originator of this podcast, and it's bread and butter pretty much. Without you, there is no Back to the Bins. Then I got used to Paul and Scott being together, and then Dr. Bill comes along. I felt the same way. Hey, there's another guy trying to horn in on two of my favorite podcasters. I'm not going to like this guy either. Well, Dr. Bill, you won me over with your humor and your particular insights to comic books. I don't care what anybody else says. I love your made-up synopses. I wouldn't mind if you never looked up on a Wikipedia or comic info site like that ever again. Make them up yourself, brother. That's pretty much my history. I've been a loyal listener ever since. I have listened from the beginning. Another admission, if Scott or his co-host didn't talk about a comic book I particularly liked, I fast-forwarded through that comic. I don't do that anymore. I'm interested in learning more now. I guess I've matured a little bit. I don't really know what else to say except I'm happy for you. You've really made me feel like a part of the Back to the Bins family. I know you enjoy getting my emails as much as I enjoy writing them to you. And I hope for another 100 episodes. I'll do another voicemail at episode 400. Until my next email to you, I wish you well. I wish you a good episode. And keep them coming. I'll be listening. Oh, one thing before I go. Well, two things before I go. The check... I got for being an assistant editor, didn't go through, so I was wondering if one of you guys could help me out with that. And second, I know it's not an anniversary, but I thought you and your listeners would enjoy this. Oh, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. Pour a cheerful toast and fill it, happy anniversary. But be careful you don't spill it, happy anniversary. Oh, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. Fred, you remembered. How could I ever forget the happiest day of my life? Oh, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. Well, thanks, fellas. It sure was. Happy she and happy he. They're both as happy as can be. Celebrating merrily their happy anniversary. And I didn't forget you, darling. Happy anniversary. A tie. With spots on it already. Just what I always needed. Oh, Fred.
Oh, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. All right, fellas, I appreciate it. Thanks. Oh, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. We now state emphatically it's happy anniversary. Not another day could be a happy anniversary. Oh, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy Happy, 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 happy anniversary. All right, knock it off. La, 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 la. I can't do that. Hello, this is Jason Samberg calling to wish Paul, Bill, and Scott congratulations on the 300th episode of Back to the Bins. I don't know what kind of anniversary show you guys have planned, but my hope is that episode 300 will be a free-form roundtable discussion with all-star guest hosts Michael Bailey, J. David Weeder, Gene Hendricks, and Chris Tyler. Back to the Bins is a special part of my weekend. I usually listen while making breakfast for my family. It helps me ease into my weekend mode on Saturday mornings. Reminder. I do have a long-standing request for Bill to synopsize a late 1970s John Bushima Conan comic book using his Schwarzenegger impression. Hopefully we'll see that next year. Congratulations on episode 300 and onward to number 400. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at backtothebins at gmail.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of DiManzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Each and every month, the Two True Freaks Network produces dozens of new and exciting episodes which regularly reach tens of thousands of loyal listeners worldwide. Sponsorship and or advertising opportunities are available. Inquiries may be made via email to twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks. And we'll see you next week. You make me sound like a complete idiot. <laughs> well, wait a minute. <laughs>